0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Digital Buildings Podcast by Schneider Electric. Each month we'll bring you together with industry experts to talk about current trends in the world of digital buildings and our speakers today, Sean Barrington, Field Services Operations Manager and Graham Rees, UK and Ireland Marketing Manager, are going to discuss key drivers and benefits achieved by upgrading your building management system to enable a smart connected building and also outline the challenges that customers may face.
1: Graham. Good afternoon. Afternoon. I thought we'd just spend a little bit of time talking about the subject of transitions. Yeah. Because it's come up quite a lot in conversations that people within the company have had with our customers. Sure. Important topic. Yeah. Very important topic. So first of all, do you want to just start off by giving us a little bit of background about why this has come about? Why have transitions come along and legacy systems need to go?
2: Sure. The main driver, two two drivers actually. Uh, one is uh, the component electronics. So we see now the churn in the electronics industry. You only have to look at the amount of smartphones that come out each year, uh, smart speakers, all of the things we see in our domestic lives. Mm-hmm. The major manufacturers of these products are really the drivers. That, that pull the demand from the component manufacturers. Okay. So some of our legacy products, uh, as you know, have been in the market for a long, long time. And they're designs that have been around for a long, long time. Yes. We can't, with you know, hand on heart, guarantee that the component parts are going to be around for a long, long time. Yeah. There's a lot of churn in that industry and it's a churn that's outside of our control. Mm. So we want to try and control that risk and manage that risk by taking control of the situation and have a managed uh, withdrawal that is all within our control. Okay. The other factor, uh, just briefly on that, is cyber security. Now there's no concerns about any of our legacy products, but similar to the electronics churn, the amount of updates that we see, you know, every morning mm. when I fire up the PC it's, it, it's doing another update. My phone, I have to enter my code every so often because it's done an up, update overnight. That's all keeping a pace and keeping ahead of any cyber threats. Yeah. Um, equally, keeping pace with that is another cycle of update. Uh, and that's a challenge. You know, that's a challenge on yes. all these legacy lines. Yeah,
1: okay. Um, as I say, these are questions, with genuine questions we've received from customers. One of the ones that has come up is, why such short notice Um you know, a letter's gone out recently, well, actually in April time, yeah. saying that there was a 12-month notice period, and people are concerned that
2: that's not long enough. Sure. So we offered um, or announced that full year's period. Um, but bearing in mind, and you all know this better than I, Ecostructure, our, our main yeah, stream product, has been, been around for quite a yeah. long time, probably four or five years at least, uh, I think the, the, the mention of transition has been in the marketplace. Yes. But for us to take control... Uh, and try to manage those risks we we believed a full 12-month period including the sort of financial year in there as well uh-huh. would be enough to, uh, to sort of trigger that transition uh, action formally okay uh, in addition to, obviously to the to the efforts that were in place in, in the years that preceded that
1: okay all right so are we saying by this April 2020 deadline are we saying that people have got to like fully have changed their systems by now no, or?
2: No, no, absolutely not. Okay. What we're recommending is that in this period, uh, customers, with our help obviously, plan a transition path. Okay. So they don't have to change anything. You know, systems are not going to stop working overnight on on the stroke of midnight on that day in April. Everything will carry on working and controlling quite happily, probably for many, many years to come. Sure. But we're withdrawing those products, so it's sensible Customers plan a transition pathway, such that they know what to do when uh, they need more parts or more products, and so on in the future. Okay, so plan is the important thing.
1: Is that something we can help them with?
2: Absolutely. Okay. And in most
1: cases, I'd say there's a lot of customers who've probably got a plan in place
2: and are already on that journey. And
1: already on that journey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, from a customer point of view, obviously we've got different sizes of installations. Yeah is that transition plan likely to be similar for all of those
2: i think it depends very much on the customer application okay so and also of course the the legacy system that they may well have installed you know the, the schneider yes. brand includes many legacy acquisitions over many many years you know the, the uk is one of the markets where there's possibly the most number of uh, yeah legacy uh, systems legacy systems yes uh, agreed around. So it depends on that. It also depends very much on the uh, application. So there could be, a, you know, high risk, uh, critical application. You can imagine a hospital intensive care unit, for example. Yes. High priority, um, significant consequence of any issues, and so on and so forth. Agreed. And you know, a whole scale all the way back down to some fairly low, low scale um, risk profiles. So the risk profile of the application. The age of the equipment, mm-hmm. the type of equipment, uh, all of these factors would come into play. Yeah, and what our teams would help with is how to manage that plan, how to how to construct sure. a plan that would be appropriate for the uh, type of application.
1: Yeah, as you say, it's all about trying to minimise the risk, you know, make sure we've got sure. contingencies in place. Um, one of the questions that has come up from customers is obviously there's a perception, or there was a perception up until now that they'd have to take out all of their existing system and replace it with a brand new one. And obviously that opened up the potential of them looking at other providers in the marketplace. Is that the case? Do they really need to do that?
2: Absolutely not. No, there can be, um, again, dependent on that application uh, and that risk profile, um, a planned approach, which could be piece by piece. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be nothing. If the risk profile is low with the customer, it could be a plan that actually is or we're not going to do anything, maybe carry a couple of spares until something happens and then act. Yeah. But as long as that plan is in place so that the customer knows um, what the uh, what the approach would be mm-hmm. in, in that eventuality, then that's fine. There'll be different mm-hmm. cases on different applications. Yes. Um, so it's not a one-size-fits-all. No, it's an uh, individual plan, it's an individual as you plan say, for uh, each customer based on, customer based but on, on risk. But it's certainly not the case that entire systems need to be replaced at at all. You know, it will be a a case-by-case, maybe um, item-by-item approach. Okay, so over a
1: period of time, for instance, yeah. Okay, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, What kind of legacy system support? Obviously, there are customers out there who've got substantial investments in legacy systems. Once we get to April 2020, what sort of support support can they expect? Sure.
2: Everything that they currently enjoy. So if there's a service contract in place, you know, our engineers will still be able to engineer those legacy products. They'll mm-hmm. still be able to make adaptions and, and, and software changes if the customer changes the use of a space, for example. Mm-hmm. The only difference is they won't be able to buy new of those particular if uh, they hardware fail. items if they fail. fail yeah. And that's where the, the transition plan comes in, because if there is a failure or a more significant change to the site that would need new equipment, Mm-hmm. that equipment would be, would be new equipment, eco-structure system, not okay. one of the legacy lines.
1: So if they refurbished one of the buildings, for instance, that would be something where they would go down the eco-structure for building operation exactly. rather than... okay.
2: And a great opportunity in that example to liberate a couple of spares yes. to, uh, to use in another area of the building yes. to, to breathe a bit more life into that. But again, it's, it's, it's important to reiterate it, this is not a case of a complete replacement.
1: Needed. No, this is it's, not a rip so, out and replacement. What you're not. saying, this is a transition, and and hence that exactly. brings the the over a period of time sort of approach yeah. to this. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, there have been questions raised by one or two customers who have a global operation. Yeah, that they understand that in certain countries in the world they will still be able to purchase legacy spares after the the April date. Yes. But just not in the UK. Is is that correct or is there a that is you know, the reasoning case. behind yeah, that? That is yeah? the case.
2: And I can understand the, the, the sort of confusion or uh, point being raised there. Um, as I mentioned, the UK is one of the markets where we have the probably the highest number of different breeds of systems system. over the years. Okay. The shape of that is different around the world. So mm-hmm. some some of the other countries have got more of one and not another and so on and so forth. Sure. So those other countries, um, they're certainly in the same mindset as us, mm-hmm. but their uh, installation profile is, is different to ours. So as a business, their, their whole uh, risk profile, I suppose, yes. for their customers is slightly different. But as a group... Um, you know, they're watching us very closely because we're we're sort of leading the way in this in this approach mm. and i think i think other countries will follow
1: okay again the sense i get from what you're saying is about trying to manage risk for the customers which exactly. is obviously critical and all exactly. this so we are going to have certain customers who will have had new build carried out and completed fairly recently mm-hmm. what happens in their circumstances going forward sure
2: so everything uh, warranty wise we will maintain Mm -hmm. so all of the statutory rights and so on is maintained so uh, if it's a little like buying a new car you know if you buy the new car on the day before the new model arrives you know you may be lucky that you got a great deal uh you may also be slightly annoyed that oh if i'd have waited a day i could have got the new model yes so there's always going to be a cut-off point yes Um, a line has to be drawn but if you buy on the very last day whether that's for a new installation or spares or, or, you know, whatever the reason that purchase is, that full warranty period we honour. Okay. And uh, that that's you know that's which is a, good. That's uh, that's part of the, the t's and c's and so on.
1: Okay, that's good. Um, okay. So um, one last question on this subject, then, Graham. Um, can customers buy spares for their legacy systems now, Yes, or they can. would yeah. that be better invested elsewhere?
2: Again, customer choice customer application yes they can buy spares now my advice would be consider that purchase because you know mindful those products are going to be withdrawn Mm -hmm. is that a wise investment Mm -hmm. I would suggest if it's one or two for you know kind of critical emergency spares absolutely fine if a customer is considering a large investment in in these legacy lines Think again. Seek some advice from the from the Schneider guys mm-hmm. um, about that. You know, would that money be better spent on a transition? If we've got the plan, could that transition be kicked off and, yeah. and underway with that sort of uh, with that sort of level of investment? Yeah. But again, it's customer by customer, application by application. Uh, but just to consider that uh, that purchase. But yes, until April, all legacy lines you remain, can still remain available.
1: You mentioned there about your local Schneider team. Obviously, they're the right people to engage with now to help put the plan together and also consider what the risks are, yes? Sure, Okay, sure. Yeah.
2: And that's our direct team, our services team, um, You know, great relationships with the end users there. Mm-hmm. Um, if a client doesn't have a direct relationship with the Schneider Electric team, they may have a relationship with our eco-expert Expert partner partners. network as right. well, okay. who are equally um, skilled and experienced in, in the transition uh, sure. methods as well so yeah my recommendation transition plans with the assistance of of your your local schneider electric uh, representative sure
1: okay great that's lovely thank you very much for your thank time you, it's been very helpful thank, thank you, thank
2: you. Very
0: much. we hope we have advanced your understanding of transitions process and how schneider electric controls the situation manages risks and supports customers throughout their journey This podcast is made possible by listeners like you, thank you for your support and please make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the follow button and feel free to share it with your friends and colleagues.